The big picture for the Arizona Cardinals seems to be coming more and more clearly into focus. You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Go leave a comment. Let's have conversations. This offseason is going to be long. It's going to be impactful. It's going to be wildly entertaining. And by entertaining, I mean not a whole lot could happen between now and the draft. And that in and of itself is an absolutely entertaining just situation to witness. Because, you know, up until this point, there's been no such thing as a rebuild. We've had retools. We've had retool and rebuild combined, infused. We've had, no, there's no way that everything that's happened the last couple of years is wrong. So there's no way that it needs to be torn down. Steve Kime is gone. A rebuild is upon us. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. The Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Learn more at Nissan USA. Com. Cam Cox of 12 News is going to join me, one of my buddies, part of the Tegna partnership. We're just going to talk about the first week of free agency. And, you know, not a whole lot of, of uh, signings. You know, Yalti Froholt, uh, formerly of the Cleveland Browns, was signed to a two-year deal by the Cardinals since we last talked. Uh, you know, there hasn't been a whole lot. Kazir White and a couple of re-signings with Will Hernandez and Corey Clement to name a couple, but all in all, what it seems like to me, at least is Monty Austin for Jonathan Gannon are looking and they're like, this roster ain't it. It's not it. So they let Byron Murphy walk, Zach Allen walk. And that's not to say they wouldn't have, you know, they would have paid that freight to keep them. But this is a true situation of new regime coming in saying, these aren't our guys. They're not our guys. And I feel like, especially because we're a handful of weeks away from the draft still, and trust the draft coverage, that the draft conversation will get ramped up probably starting Monday. But giving free agency, especially in the beginning, it's it's weight because you thought the Cardinals would maybe make a couple more moves, but it was the moves that the Cardinals didn't make that are that are causing the the waves and not necessarily in a bad way. Because when you look at the Cardinals and you look at what they went through last year, you look at kind of what's helped hamstrung them over the last couple seasons, at least in my humblest of opinions, being leadership. This is the new age. This is Arizona Cardinals 2.0. This is Tabula Rasa, clean slate, possibilities abound. And I implore everybody, and I talk about this a lot. I don't do it to... Just hear myself talk. I could do that multiple different ways. I don't do that just, you know, to put my foot in the sand and my flag in the sand saying, this is how we are here on Locked on Cardinals. But I, it's important to kind of shake people's mindsets out of the thought process that the Cardinals had a chance with the last regime. There were great peaks 
especially during the BA years. The 10 and two was incredible to witness because that was where Kyler Murray kind of, you know, planted his flag and saying, you know what, I am an MVP candidate. I was worth the number one overall pick and I was worth $185 million guaranteed with injury incentives in place. But what the new regime is giving the Arizona Cardinals is possibilities. Possibilities to reach peaks that they've never reached before. Possibilities for things to actually change instead of just putting Band-Aids or crazy glue across the cracks in the foundation that we've been witnessing over the last decade. And that's exciting. And it's scary. And it's, uh, well, let's see what happens. But that's what makes the Arizona Cardinals so fun and, you know, just shockingly fun to cover and talk about. And Cam Cox 12 News is going to join me, uh, at, at, you know, in the second, third segment to kind of talk more about it, give his thoughts. Cam and I, we agree on the big things. It, okay, so Cam and I agree on the final four. We agree on you know, the one and two seeds advancing. But all of those little games you pick wrong in the first and second round but still have a chance to win your pool, that's where Cam and I like to debate. That's where we eat. And we'll be able to discuss that. And, and you see, it's at March Madness. Come to Locked on Cardinals for that next level uh, candor and humor as March Madness rides on. The Cardinals have possibilities endlessly now. So just because the first week was kind of a dud when it comes to talking points, the talking point is that there's a bigger picture plan in place than just 2023. And that's the fascinating part about this. It's not, let's keep our heads above water. It's we're drowning. Let's get a lifeboat and start to rebuild. And that's where the Arizona Cardinals are right now. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Cam Cox, 12 News. Tegna partnership going to join me next. Um, I bring Cam on because he's my friend, not because just of Tegna. Um, and we're going to discuss how the Cardinals got to this point. We're going to discuss the first week of free agency. And I'm going to ask him what he thinks the Cardinals should do. Cause I have a feeling we're going to disagree with the number three overall pick all that and more next as locked on Cardinals rolls on first though, built bar. There's another thing that I love and it's built bar. Okay. The built March madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite built bar or puff. And now is your time to make it count. Go to builtmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know, I'll be voting for, I mean, it, so I have to, it's like choosing between kids, of which I have none. But, you know, the orange flavor is always my favorite. It's always been my favorite and it will always be my favorite. Okay. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked on listeners will get a free box of built bar, man. Not only that, but one locked out fan will win a 12 month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars and puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You gotta try Built Bar. Built, the best, pay, uh, best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're so amazing. You won't think they're good for you. They're all covered in 100% chocolate, man. What makes Built bars and puffs so good? Well, for starters, they're all high in protein, low in sugar, and covered, as I mentioned, 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. BuiltMarchMadness.com. Go there right now to vote uh, for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So hop in and support your pick. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Alex Clancy here. And now 
it's time for the aforementioned Cam Cox to join me. Um, I did this wrong, so I'm just going to bring him in right now, and we're going to do this in a second. Uh, Cam, 12 News, my friend. Yep. How you doing? I'm good, man. But, like, here's the thing is what we've experienced over the last 96 hours or so is kind of a, huh? (laughs) Thought maybe there'd be something more watching that guy. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Well, Cam, listen. What what I did was I thought that there'd be – because we're so in the dark right now of what's going to happen. And that's – you know what? And that's not – they don't owe us jack to tell us what what, what the future of this organization is going to look like. But didn't you think that there may be some sort of semblance of this is the path that the Arizona Cardinals is going to go down, or is it just way too early – being just a weekend of free agents. No, I think they've established a path. I think next year is a wait and see year. Now you can debate that whether that's right and wrong, good or bad, whatever you want to go down. Sure. Um, I have this argument with a lot of people a lot of times, just ways to fix the Cardinals quickly. Like you see a team like the Broncos who spent almost $100 million in free agency while the Cardinals have nickeled and dimed it. Does that mean the Broncos are going to be all of a sudden really good next year? I don't know. They also have their quarterback for the entire year. The Cardinals are hoping Kyler Murray can be ready by week one. They're hoping he can be back by the middle of the season. So I think they've established the path. And that path is it's all about the following year. It is what it is. I don't think they believe that Kyler is going to be ready week one. I'm not reporting that, but just judging by the way things are adding up, this year is all about wiping the slate clean and moving on from what has happened in the past. At some point, you have to turn the table. And JG has already talked about this a few times where it's like we have to move on from what has happened. We have to do it our way. We have to see what that way looks like. If you're Monty Awesome for it, you only had, what, a month and a half on this job? How much do you really know these guys? You can't talk to them much. It's not like you can get them in the room and dissect football plays in the offseason. CBA, right. only, uh, you know, the uh, collective bargaining agreement only allows so much time with these guys to begin with. These are professional athletes, you know. Can't have a lot of football conversations in the offseason. So how well do you really know all these guys? What we have seen so far shows me that the plan is for next year is to build through the draft, figure out how to get draft picks, figure out how to get talent and depth. This team needs this team did not have. Um, they're going to figure out which pieces they want to keep and build around, because, like I said, they don't know these guys. This is word of mouth. They're meeting conversations in the cafeteria or whatever. Um, they need to find a quarterback to, you know, not replace Kyler Murray, but a gap, a, a stopgap quarterback for whenever he gets back. And then they need to rebuild a culture and they need to hold people account- accountable. To me, those are what they're trying to do over just something quick to figure out how to fix this roster. To me, it's a long term plan. Now, does that make it right or wrong? That's what we can debate all day long. But I think they've shown their hand. I think they've shown the cards. And I think next year is all about figuring out what to build around, get some more depth on this team, and then play for the following year when Kyler Murray is fully and 100% healthy. Because he's still going to have to learn the offense whenever he gets back. So I think they've shown I agree. And, you know, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Maybe there should be in the facility for the Arizona Cardinals moving forward. Cam Cox, 12 News. Cam Cox, 12 That's just bad business, Alex. This is bad. Yeah, so look at – go to Cam Cox, 12. He he had a video of Byron Murphy talking about uh, the lunch situation. Uh, Just go check that out. This is not Locked on Vikings. You can check out Luke Braun for that. Um, 
I agree. Uh, you know, and, and it's tough. And we'll talk about the draft next segment because it's it, that's just another riveting thing. And obviously that's parlaying yeah. what we just talked about into that. So it's pretty much a formality that we agree what the Cardinals should do in the draft in 2023. Uh, but the bigger picture here is they still, well, the bigger picture for 2023 is they still have to field a roster. Okay. They I still will, have I to. I promise there'll be 90 guys on their roster. Yeah, I don't know who those 90 guys are. Right. I just but, promise there's 90 guys at training camp. Right. So what I've been talking about is, you know, prove-it deals that are usually for players. This is sure. prove-it deals for the Cardinals organization. Bringing in guys, one- or two-year deals, whether it be guys off their first contract or guys who are 30 or 31 that they think could be an integral part of the team for the future, they need to prove to the NFL employee pool as a yeah. whole that they're changing. They need to prove that all of those grades that they got were the old regime and Michael Bidwell is learning to change his ways. And to his credit, everything that has happened since they fired Steve, Steve Kime and Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury has been exactly what he said it was going to be. He's changing. So all you can do is grade him from right when he fired one of his best friends. That's it. And every move that is being made right now by Monty Osborne and Jonathan Gannon or not is not under the guise that he had any control over that beforehand. So with Byron Murphy and Zach Allen walking, give me a percentage pie for each of them regarding how much they wanted to pay them to keep them or sure. how much this is like, you know what? They're not our guys. Let's let them test. If they want to come back, they will. I think 50, 50 on that to, to be honest with for you. Both like of them? Yeah, for both of them. I more so with Murph because I heard yeah. Murph thought about offering him the franchise tag. That would have been like I think eighteen million dollars, which would have been almost what he got for his two years in Minnesota. Right. Uh, Byron wanted to stay here. Um, I just think it was kind of one of those deals he saw, kind of what else was out there a little bit, needed a fresh start. He'd been through the ringer here, not to say anything bad, but just just like you needed a fresh start. Zach Allen, kind of the same thing too. They weren't going to give him more money than that is a lot of money for Zach out for a guy that at times has not stayed healthy and only played better with him and JJ Watt were on the field together. JJ Watt, as we know, could not stay healthy. The same thing. So um, it was a lot of money to give Zach Allen. I thought the Cardinals budget was less on that turns out to be right. And so that was just kind of one of those things. The Broncos offered him more and he went there. Byron Murphy thing. I think that I don't know what the Cardinals exactly offered him or what the contract was that they offered him, or even if they offered him another contract, uh, to me, it was just one of those things where Byron was probably at the end of it looking for a fresh start. Um, he wanted to stay here in Arizona, but he ends up with the Vikings. And it's kind of one of those things. It feels like with both of them, they weren't our guys. We're not, we can't pursue them as heavily as we know because we don't know them. And at the end of the day, they left for somebody else. So now we got to plug in and play with, with guys that we're going to draft moving forward. Back to yeah. the point with Michael. I do think he's given these two guys, by the way this is all kind of panned out, a little more freedom to kind of do their thing. They, I feel like JG and Monty have come in and have addressed the addressed with Michael what this roster needs to look like to win. And that means building the trenches and the defensive line. The Cardinals have not had a true defensive line since Galeas Campbell was here. Yeah. They haven't had a true offensive line since they went to the NFC title game. And really, even then, there were still some holes there moving forward. This team, and if you look at where good teams go, they have built lines over years. It takes time to do that. 
They've got to figure out and stop just getting these one or two guys here and there that can help. They've got to develop some guys through the draft. That's the only way to build a roster now where the quarterback is going to make as much money as Kyler Murray. That's the position that this team is in. Blame the last regime for that. All right. It is what it is moving forward. So in order to do that, when you're paying your QB all this money, Jerry Jones said that the other day, we can't just go out and add all these pieces to the Cowboys because we're paying a quarterback a lot of money. The Cardinals the same way. They cannot just go out and just say, hey, I want this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. No, they have to find some talent through the draft and specifically talent on the offensive and defensive line to protect and get after the quarterback um, moving forward. It's the only way this roster is going to succeed moving forward. Yeah. You And then once you find that depth, then you can go out and say, I want this guy. I really want this guy. I really want this. And then all of a sudden, boom. Then you have everything you need on your roster. You have that depth, and you're not worried about that. Because at some point, you're going to need it. We've seen it. We know, game one last year, game two, because of training camp, guess what? They were playing a fourth-string linebacker. Like, it just – people get hurt. Things happen. So, like, you need that depth at some point, and hopefully that's what this team is moving for. It takes years to rebuild the O-line and D-line. I've liked some of the moves they made. They need to draft better, obviously, and hopefully we'll see that with Monty this April. He seems to be different than the way Steve Kime approached things. He finally gets a chance to do it his way. He learned from a lot of great ways. We'll see what he does in the draft. Yeah, at Camcox12, Camcox uh, joining me here, Locked On Cardinals. Uh, two quick things before we pivot to the draft in the next segment. One, Byron Murphy feels like a Mikhail bridges kind of thing, where it's it's not now, it's I'll see you later. You know, where it's like, if, because Byron Murphy could be great as a some of its parts guy, He's never really been, even though he showed CB1 flashes both at the beginning of 2021 and 2022, if that was all in one year, the Cardinals would have extended. Like if the Cardinals were in contention last year and he played like that all year, I just feel like with the back injury, backs are tough. That's that. But maybe, maybe see you later. And then number two, one thing the Cardinals do have going for them is that even though the lines, there are some linemen on both sides of the ball that are top tier this offseason – this is could potentially be a historically bad free agency crop. So you're looking next year as like, okay, they'll have hopefully more draft capital because there's going to be a lot of money coming off the books. They're going to have a cavalcade of draft picks, not only this season, but next season. I'm in the 18 month regrowth. It's a like, long window for the Cardinals. Yeah, but it could be two off seasons. It could be two off seasons sure. and two drafts, two free agency and two drafts. And they could be the top of the NFC West, especially yeah. with how in, in flux the NFC West is. And I go back and forth with fans on this. They're like, oh, that's a loser mentality. And like, I get it. I get it. We've seen this story. Like how many times have Cardinal fans seen this? They've been sold hope. You know, hope around here is just another word with a hole in it. Like I get it. We've seen, <laughs> yeah. it. We've seen it. I mean, it just it just happens that way. To me, though, it's the most realistic plan to turn this team around. You can bring in a bunch of guys, stopgap guys, paying money, this and that, and hope that you can get to wherever Kyler's going to be ready at. Hopefully he can learn this offense on one leg. I will say one thing that's interesting with Kyler, and I've never had blown out knees like that, but I've talked to a lot of people who's blown out their knee. And when you see what Kyler was able to do on that bike, just yeah. from people that have done it. I've never done it, never been involved in it, never had that rehab. But people who have done it and have had that rehab and were like, looked at that video of Kyler on that bike, and they were like, I don't think he's supposed to do that six weeks post-op. <laughs> just me. Just say, maybe he's superhuman. Maybe he's Superman. Super rehab. We'll see. Whatever that means. But that's just what people that have been through that. Multiple people have been through that injury. Told me, you're not supposed to do that. And he's doing that. I don't know what that means. I'm no doctor. That's just what people have reacted to me. Um, 
But to me, it's all about a few years from now, what you can do a few years from now. If you look up and down rosters, Alex, like offensive line, you don't always have to get the top offensive line. You can find good one throughout the draft. feel like pass rushers go a little bit early, but they've got to hit on some of these late round picks and keep them around. Because what we've seen recently is just what happens when you miss on so many guys and you can't keep just right. dishing out money like it grows on trees. You just can't do that and have long-term success. And hopefully that's what the Cardinals are going to do moving forward. I, I hate to do this. I don't want them to trade Diop. I don't. Because guess what? You can't find another Diop. It's very hard to find another Diop. Well, it took them forever to find another Diop. But I'll say this. Having that money come off the books next year with some draft picks, it's good time. Yeah, it's good. No, time. I, I, Are they and, and, really going to win next year? I think that's a bonus. You're not now for them. Nobody goes into the season thinking we're going to be 500. We're going to lose. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. Nobody, no players are going to do that. They're never going to sell you on that. But the reality is when you look at it, the team is not set up to win next year. Just is what it is. Too many unknowns. If they do win, consider it a bonus. And then guess what? Everything gets fast tracked next off season. That's the bonus. Yeah, and unfortunately, it was kind of painted in the sand when DeAndre Hopkins and Hollywood Brown didn't play any meaningful snaps together last year, so we couldn't see it on the field, and that's kind of the snowball effect going down the hill. Love to see it, sure, sure, but the question is, did Hop? That's what's never been addressed. Diop's been all around these interviews. He right. keeps saying, "I'm just an Arizona Cardinal." He's been given multiple opportunities to say he wants to be here, wants to stay here, and has not said it flat out like that. Has not said he wants to continue playing with Kyler. He needs to say stuff like that. To show he wants to be here. It's just clear. It's just time. Just is what it is. The fourth circumstance. Alex Clancy, uh, Cam Cox joining me from 12 News here in Phoenix. Uh, the draft next as we roll on. Uh, this episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by FanDuel. The tournament is heating up. I'm sure everybody's bracket is busted at this point. And it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drain. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a higher payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance for your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go fan, when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Locked on Cardinals Friday. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Please like, subscribe, turn the notifications on the YouTube channel as well. You know, Cam Cox of 12 News, the draft is something that we're still a month away or so. Thought we'd get a little clarity regarding the roster between now and then. That may not be the case. And you're looking at the Cardinals drafting three overall, Carolina trading up and say they do stick and pick at one, even though it seems like they may want to trade out of that pick at this point, which would be just incredibly fun to watch that dumpster fire start the Cardinals at three I've been in the camp after about two days of thinking about it a month ago or however long ago it was you went into a need to trade down huh? you went into a darkness retreat like Aaron Rodgers I did you know but I, I would have been able to pass a drug test which is gotcha. fantastic so <laughs> I was in the camp that the Cardinals should trade down once if not twice and the if not twice is in parentheses would have to be a perfect scenario but like if the Cardinals could get Anywhere close to a Miami Dolphins, you know, pick a Miami Dolphins uh, haul that they got from the 49ers and the 49ers traded up from outside the top 10 to get Trey Lance at three. I think that it's an absolute no brainer. And, and, and the reason why is 
it's Will Anderson. It's probably Jalen Carter if all of that stuff goes away. And if, like, Jalen Carter still, pound for pound, pun, uh, is uh, is still looked at as a top three guy in the draft, okay? He just still is. non. But then you have guys like, you know, Devon, uh, Devin Witherspoon and Christian yep. Gonzalez. You have corners. The Cardinals have so many needs that anybody they pick, any position they pick, that's not a quarterback, a kicker, or a punter in the first round to be like, oh, okay, I understand that. So for me, it's as many as you can get at this point. For you, if Indy offers a second-round pick to move up, second-round pick this year to move down to four from three, is that enough for you? No, no, not at all. Um, I think you got to do a little bit more than that. Because um, remember, they're trading up to get their quarterback of the future. Like, right. that's what's happening. While I think it's crazy, to me, none of these quarterbacks seem like generational talents. I'll say this. None of these pass rushers seem like generational talents. Also, I'm not no draft expert when it comes to evaluating these guys. Like, I don't get I, – I, mock drafts have never been my thing. And so it it baffles me sometimes where you think people can land. Um, Will Anderson, one of the top-rated prospects in the world. I don't think he's Von Miller. Could be wrong. It's just what I see. I don't think he's that next guy. Um, if the Cardinals are going to get someone to trade up, you better get a haul for it. You better get a haul. Maybe a first round. Remember, because that's what you're giving somebody. They value that pick so much that they're getting their guy, their guy, not just to sit on the bench. No, 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 no. That's their quarterback of the future. So that's right. the kind of value you need to put on put on the third overall pick. I think Monty's in a great position to make a trade. I definitely think the Cardinals need to trade down. If you can get a few quality players in the first three rounds, and I mean a handful of guys, we're talking five or six guys, that is a massive win for this organization. And that's how you all of a sudden start building the depth on this roster very quickly. You're not giving it to the young guys in camp, but you're saying, hey, man, we're starting to a youth movement here. And we're going to make sure we got our guys in here that can play and fit what they need to do defensively and offensively. I think it makes so much sense for the Cardinals to trade down. I'm on this kick just because I think he's one of the most talented players in the first round. B. John Robinson, a running back. Listen, Stop it. I get it. They're paying James Conner all this money. I get it. I get it. It's ridiculous. $10 million. Bijan is that guy. We've seen him before make that kind of mistake. They went offensive linemen. They missed on Adrian Peterson. Guess what? Now, we can go back and forth all day and say, which running back has played in the Super Bowl? And I get it. I get it. I get it. Bijan Robinson is the most impactful player that can make a difference right away and every down back, period. James Conner's not every down back. Bijan Robinson is. Now, let me, let me, let me ask you a question. No, no, no there's no now. There's no pivot there. Let me ask you a question. What state did you live in before you lived in Arizona? Texas. Oh, got it. Okay, <laughs> I rest my case. So if the Cardinals do so, but but the Bijan Robinson thing is interesting for this because he's the guy that Dallas is picking 25 or 26, right? So yeah. listen to this. This is my trade down twice scenario. The Cardinals trade down to trade down to, you know, I don't know. Nine or well, it wouldn't be nine anymore. Right, Eight, no. 10, nice. 11. Say Tennessee has a bug up their bug up their rear end and want to move up and draft a quarterback. You see Jerry Jones trading up from 25 to draft Bijan Robinson at 12 or 13. That would be the dual trade down thing for me. If you could get in the range of Dallas, that's something that I'd be totally on board for the I second need, trade down. I need impact players, guys who can impact this roster right now, who are NFL ready. You know who that guy was a few years ago? It wasn't Isaiah Simmons. It was C.D. Lamb, plain and simple. 
I need impact players. That him too. Impact players. So yeah. whether it's someone who could come in and make an impact right away, to me, that guy in just the eye test is B. John Robinson in the first round. To That's me, fantastic. The- oh, you know what? And and you set me up for this. Thank you for this. As we get out of here, I'm never inviting you on this podcast again after that. Thank you. What I what I said. So what I've said over the last since I pretty much started hosting this podcast in 2017 was Steve Kime never ate his vegetables. He always drafted what he wanted instead of what the Cardinals needed. So maybe Bijan Robinson, if they traded back to six and he was there, the Cardinals should have drafted him. If Steve Kime would have eaten his, his damn vegetables, the Cardinals would have been allowed to draft Bijan Robinson. If the, they, need if the Cardinals would have, they need to run him back. Running back's like the eighth most important thing that the Cardinals need right now. I'm so happy that I have to stop recording this because I don't want Russ Jackson getting mad at me for going over 30 minutes. They need they need a bunch of things. Get good players. Surround yourself with good players. Listen, if they don't draft Bijan, it's not the end of the world. A lot of good players, but we need good players. And to me, he's a guy that could impact the Cardinals tomorrow and that you would see it. The question I asked before the Cardinals drafted, or before they didn't draft in the first round last year was, the Cardinals need somebody who can get after the quarterback, protect the quarterback, or yeah. stop wide receiver ones. Hollywood Brown does none of those. They need somebody who can stop the quarter, rush the quarterback, protect the quarterback, or stop wide receiver ones this season. And that's why I get Bijan Robinson could be the most transcendent. He makes Brees Hall look like a seventh round pick. I get it. But the Cardinals don't deserve to draft him. Alex Clancy, Cam Cox at Cam Cox 12. On Twitter, thanks so much for joining me, man. We got months to debate this, Alex. I can't wait. We got how many, how many more days to the draft? Month and a half. I love this. You ain't coming on this podcast again, Alex. <laughs> you locked on Cardinals. I will have Cam on before the draft. I promise. I'll talk to you on Monday later.